This episode of Local Knowledge is brought to you by Ping, the family-owned company that's been helping golfers enjoy the game for more than 60 years. What started in the garage of a frustrated golfer has grown into one of the most respected equipment brands in the game by bringing golfers what they want most, lower scores. We have this email address here at Golf Digest, editors at golfdigest.com, where people can send us notes about anything. You can type something up right now. Usually, it's people either sharing their love for or critique of our work. But sometimes, every once in a while, a really good tip on a story arrives in that inbox. I believe it was January 6th, we received an anonymous email to our Golf Digest uh, inbox. The email basically just said, I'm sure you're aware of this mini tour in Florida event promising $100,000 in payments for the winner. Uh, it's a great opportunity and life-changing cash, you know, dot, 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 if they get paid. That's Golf Digest senior writer Joel Beal. The tournament in question is the Big Money Golf Classic. For a developmental tour pro, a $100,000 first place payout sounds like a dream come true. Too bad it's not playing out like a dream. It's playing out more like a scam. I'm Keely Levins, and this is Local Knowledge, where we take a deep dive into the most compelling stories in golf. Today, we're going to talk about a tournament that promised events with big purses for mini tour players, but instead of big checks, it resulted in lawsuits. The email that Joel was talking about from the anonymous tipper, it went on to say that it had been over a month since the event occurred, and players were still waiting on receiving their winnings. Admittedly, I had not heard of this event, so I started digging, and it, you know the email wasn't wrong. Uh, MJ McGuire, who won the event, was owed eighty thousand dollars at that point. Tom Lovelady, who finished in second, was seventy thousand. Willie Mack finished third five figures as well. Um, and there was also a women's event that had been paused and a number of female players were asking why they hadn't been refunded their entrance fee. A little bit more digging, Orange County National where this event was held was owed money. Same with rules official, officials who were brought in for the event. Something was clearly wrong. So we reached out to the guy at the center of the storm, Dustin Manning. And that's kind of where the story starts for us. Dustin Manning. Ironically, this guy is a former pro who played mini tours himself. Before we get into the mess that Dustin's in right now, let's look at what he says he wanted the Big Money Golf Classic to be. A developmental tour event with a $400,000 purse played in December in Florida. A women's event with the same payout was to follow in January. The events had a hefty entry fee, $2,799. The Men's All Pro Tour, for example, has $950 entry fees. For the Women's All Pro Tour, entry fees are $650. So the Big Money Classic was definitely expensive to get into, but the payoff was really good too. $100,000 to the winner, $50,000 to second place, and the money was solid going down the leaderboard. Dustin planned to expand on the events and create his own tour. The initial plan was to actually follow the Corn Ferry Tour and play earlier in the week. That way these guys kind of supplement their incomes because you know there's not a lot of money to be made on the mini tours. Um, so what he kind of envisioned himself as this guy to help his fellow pros. Um, clearly that's not what happened though. It all sounds pretty good though, right? Especially if you're a mini tour player, desperately looking for a breakthrough win and some much needed cash. You've heard stories about what a grind it is to play on developmental tours. 
players sharing rental cars and hotel rooms to save money, taking up odd jobs like walking dogs and cleaning pools to scrounge up enough cash to pay entry fees and travel expenses. If you were one of those players, and you were told you could make $100,000 in one tournament, and that tournament was hosted by a former pro who was starting his own tour, you'd probably jump at it, right? Even if the entry fee was steep, you'd still go for it. And a lot of people did. The Big Money Golf Classic in December had 187 entries. Another reason so many people signed up is because this wasn't the first event Dustin put on. It was actually the second Big Money Golf Classic. The first had occurred about a year prior. He had had the first event, um, which even though people knew there were some payment issues, like Adam Svensson, who's now on the PGA Tour, won. So that kind of gave a little bit legitimacy to what he was doing. And Dustin's marketing was consistent. Every time someone signed up to play, Dustin would post that person's image, name, and the word committed on the Big Money Golf Classic Instagram page. If all these people are signed up, it has to be a real tournament, right? The event seemed a little suspect to Kenzie Wright, a pro golfer who the Big Money Golf Classic followed on Instagram. She looked at the account, saw the big purse, but didn't sign up right away because not many players had committed to playing. She ignored it, but then signed up for the women's event when she saw more players committing. It seemed real enough, and the money was too good to pass up. Like, she would be like, Christina Kim committed. So I'm like, oh, wow, if they're getting big names like that. Like, you know, obviously I'm thinking it, it has to be legit. So it was kind of the more girls that started, you know, quote unquote committing. That's whenever I kind of it brought my attention back to the tournament. This is the point in the story where I was immediately reminded of the fire Festival. You've heard about the fire Festival, right? There are great stories and documentaries about it. But here's the 30-second recap. In 2017, Billy McFarlane, who was 25 years old at the time, organized what was supposed to be this massive luxury music festival in the Bahamas. His business partner was Ja Rule, and he had these models, including Kendall Jenner and Emily Ratajkowski, promote the festival. The marketing was great, the tickets were expensive, and people went. They flew in and were greeted by disaster tents instead of luxury cabanas and pieces of bread with a slice of cheese on them instead of gourmet meals. The tiny island was swarmed with people desperate to get out of there. Lawsuits ensued and McFarlane is currently in jail. It's hard to look at the big money golf classic and not wonder, was this the fire festival of golf? A too good to be true event built off of Instagram promotion, utilizing notable people to gain legitimacy with a big buy-in that to this point anyway, doesn't fulfill its promises. The parallels are painfully similar. And like the Fire Festival, people didn't realize the big money golf classic wasn't what it promised to be until it was too late. When you're a family-owned company like Ping that's been in the golf business for more than 60 years, it's clear you've earned the trust of generations of golfers. If you've ever played a Ping driver, iron, wedge, or putter, you know what we're talking about. The engineers at Ping go to great lengths to make sure their products are always better than the previous version. They like to say the product speaks for itself. We've heard that a lot. So if you haven't tested one of their products, it's time you experience a Ping custom fitting. They fit every club in the bag to help you play your best, from the popular G425 family to their newest products like the I525 iron, the Glide 4.0 wedges, and the PLD milled putters. Once you've been custom fit, your clubs are custom built to your precise specifications. You can't get any more custom than that. 
Learn more about what sets Ping apart at ping.com, P-I-N-G.com. Kenzie started to feel a little more wary of the Big Money Golf Classic when players were given options as to how they could pay the entrance fee. This is where I kick myself so much because I'm like, why did I do this? But they had they had an online service that you could use through, through their website, but they posted and, and message, I think they emailed us maybe or messaged us. Um, that was a lot, another thing is like all of their messaging was like through DM, which I thought was a little odd, but on Instagram. But um, so they messaged us and was like, oh, you know, you could you could pay for your entry fee. This was closer, I think, in December, like closer to when the deadline was of when we had to pay our entry fee. And they were like, oh, yeah, you can pay online through our processing, but it's like two hundred dollars in fees. So you can avoid all that and sell us the three grand to their like email. Hmm. And so. Of course, I'm like, okay, well, I can barely pay the entry fee anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'll save $200. So I, I ended up selling the money and I had to do it in three like chunks because Zell has like a limit on how much that you can send. So I had to do it in three different days. Kenzie says other women in the event did the same thing to avoid the $200 fee. Cash is so tight on the developmental tours, a $200 processing fee is worth avoiding. Okay, so at this point, Dustin has a lot of men and women signed up for his events, having paid these big entrance fees. And the men's event, it happened in the middle of December at Orange County National Golf Course in Florida. It was streamed and reported on. Two players were tied after regulation play, MJ McGuire and Tom Lovelady. They split the purse, leaving $10,000 out of the split to go to the winner of the playoff. McGuire, the eventual winner, has over 50 pro starts to his name. The payday that the Big Money Golf Classic had was more than he'd seen in any of those events, by about four times. Here's a clip of coverage from the event. He got an extra $5,000, and that was his largest paycheck by about four times what his previous largest, largest paycheck was. He also won on this date exactly a year ago, and so he said, you know what, December 17th, he's got something good going on. But he told me that this is the first time he'll ever be able to afford an apartment. He's been living at home with mom and dad, and every time he plays in a Corn Ferry Tour event, which, by the way, he does have conditional Corn Ferry Tour status next season, he always has to completely empty the bank account, so this will give him a little bit of financial freedom. It's certainly a game changer. Now the other It certainly would have been a game changer had the $80,000 actually hit his bank account. There was chatter going around between developmental tour players. Women who had signed up for the January event were hearing that guys who'd played in December hadn't been paid yet. With the women's tournament only a couple weeks away, all of the participants opened their Instagram accounts to find a direct message from the Big Money Golf Classic account. Maybe a week or two before the event was supposed to happen. And we got a DM, uh, I, I think it was like the first week of January maybe, and they said that they weren't prepared. And I would already heard a couple of like rumblings of like, okay, this isn't really legit. Like, you know, I just kind of started hearing things at that point. And then they all, they, the main Instagram DM'd us and was like, okay, we don't have enough girls signed up. So we have to push it back to February. It was like middle of February, right before, and they were saying it was right before an LPGA event in, in uh, Florida, so that they were trying to get more girls that way. 
Kenzie had been a little wary of the event's marketing and then of its payment options, but she looked past all of that because a $400,000 purse just does not happen in women's mini tour golf. She had to play in the event to try to earn a piece of it. But this direct message, with the tournament right around the corner, that was the final straw for Kenzie. She knew the big money golf classic was not something she wanted to be involved in. Tournaments just don't do that. You know, it's like, if you're planning on paying us this much money, like you got to have it, you know? And I understand it's like the entry fee is, you know, paying the purse, but still it's like, you can't promise all this money and, you know, not have enough girls signed up. So we were like, okay, this is seeming a little sketchy. And then that's when I started hearing from other people. And like I started, the more I started reaching out like this, the more I heard kind of like, okay, I yeah, know this is not legit at all. So that's kind of right after they sent us that DM is whenever I started realizing. And then um, I sent a DM back and that's when I was like, okay, I'm just going to withdraw from the tournament. Like I don't want to play. I'm going to get my $3,000 back. And they immediately responded and they were like, yeah, no problem. Like we'll give you a refund the way that you got it. So that's what I got. And then I never heard from them again, like from the Instagram, like I emailed them and everything. And they were like, yeah, like we'll, we'll get on it. We'll get on it. Like we'll send you it. Like it seemed like no big deal that they were going to give me a refund. The quick response made Kenzie feel a little better about the whole situation. She's going to get her money back. No harm, no foul. They were like, oh, it'll be back on your card in like 10, 10 to like seven to 10 days or something like that. And I was like, okay, first of all, I use Zelle. Like, you don't have my credit card information. You only have my email because that's how I sent the money. And oh so that God. was, okay. So then I, I was like, okay, this is this is weird. So then I sent a DM back and I was like, you don't have my credit card information. Like, I sent it through Zelle. Like, let me know what I need to send you to get this money back. And then they just never responded through the Instagram DM. And then I emailed again and just never heard anything back. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I think I just lost all this money. So that's when I kind of started freaking out. Other players were saying the same thing. In mid-January, stories were starting to be published about the big money golf classic not paying players. The word was officially out. Dustin started defending himself. So I actually talked to Dustin um, on the phone because he he went through this whole thing that was like, oh, I'm not running from the girls. Like, I'll talk to him individually. So I talked to him for like 10 minutes and he promised and promised. So, but it was the whole promise that Square was holding the money. Right. And, and this was it. He said it was supposed to be released, I guess, March 1st. Square is a payment platform company. When Joel spoke with Dustin, Dustin said the same thing that Square was withholding funds, and that's why he couldn't pay players from the men's tournament or refund entry fees from the women's tournament. Joel spoke with Square, confirming that there had been a hold on the account, but that all funds have been released. Kenzie is one of many still waiting to be paid, and not all the entrance fee money could have been tied up in Square anyway. Kenzie and others paid through Zelle, not a credit card. So where's all the cash that came through Zelle? And of course, he was just like, oh, well, you know, I, I spent it in ways I shouldn't have, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, where did my money go? You know, <laughs> like, he just kind of kept going around to the same story. And so, okay, they, like, I'm not going to get anywhere with you. And um, so then after that, I just blocked him on social media because I was like, I, I just don't want to hear from him. He's just, you know, he's just BSing everything. Beyond Square, Dustin points to another company's faults as the reason for the payment delays. He then goes and says part of the payment issues fall on the shoulders of a sponsor, a company called State Kings, which is like a gambling uh, backing staking company. Uh, according to Manning, State Kings backed out of a financial agreement, and now he's going to sue them for breach of an agreement to help. And he, this 
this lawsuit is going to help cover the winnings owed. Um, as far as State Kings, their CEO, a guy by the name of Taylor Hancock, he fires back pretty hard at Manning that, you know, he's saying Manning's just in desperation mode. Um, he's doing everything he can to kind of deflect blame. Uh, he said that, yes, they had conversations and there was, you know, initial agreement, nothing was ever signed and that they required all conversations between State Kings and Manning to be in writing, mentioning that Manning had exhibited, in, in their words, erratic behavior. So they wanted everything in writing. Dustin's behavior in regard to State Kings is a bit odd. Dustin put on his own personal LinkedIn page that he was an advisor at State Kings. State Kings says Dustin hasn't ever been an employee of any kind at their company. They also said that they didn't enter into a contract with Dustin because they'd received notice that Dustin had broken a contract with Blue Golf in 2021. Blue Golf is a company that provides scoring for a lot of amateur and pro events. Though State Kings had talked about a partnership and announced one on their website, State Kings never signed anything. Tyler Hancock, the founder and CEO of State Kings, exchanged some emails with me. He explained that the Big Money Golf Classic was going to be a marketing affiliate to State Kings, but that partnership never officially happened. You'd never guess that there wasn't a contract between the Big Money Golf Classic and State Kings, because State Kings logos were all over the place at the event. It literally says, the Big Money Golf Classic, presented by State Kings. With lawsuits going on, Dustin, he's suing State Kings, and players are suing Dustin, I wasn't sure I'd be able to get in touch with Dustin. I reached out to him in what seemed to be his preferred mode of communication, direct message on Instagram. And he responded very quickly. He said he needed to talk to his lawyer about whether or not he could be interviewed for this podcast. He wrote, I want nothing more than to talk about what happened, but I don't want to do anything that would hurt eventually getting everyone paid. He went on to send me the messages he sent to players since March. The first, on March 4th, tells players that Square has released a portion of the funds, but the amount is less than what Dustin expected it would be. It goes on to say that he's working with his lawyer to see if more money is coming from Square. A week later is the next message, thanking everyone for their patience and saying the complete financials of Big Money Events LLC will be released to, quote, show the revenue and expenses that led to the company's present position. The current assets of the company are the money Square released and the company's civil claims against State Kings, end quote. He then maps out a payment plan where the company will pay at least 10% per year of the money they owe, quote, these payments will be made by April 1st of each year. The company will further add interest at the rate of 5% per year until all players are fully paid. End quote. MJ McGuire, the guy who won the Big Money Golf Classic, says he got an $8,000 payment on April 4th, 10% of what he's owed. McGuire also sent me documentation of his interactions with Dustin, highlighting that Dustin didn't pose for photos with the winner and the check at the event. He also details Dustin's tone shift from confident to very upset as he scrambled for more sponsors after the event was over, searching for a cash infusion that never came. The next message Dustin shared with me was sent to the players who signed up for the women's event. It says, quote, 17 women remain owed a refund for their entry fees for the canceled women's big money golf classic. Starting on April 1st, 2022, one woman's entry fee will be refunded monthly in the order in which each golfer registered for the event until all golfers have been refunded. Outstanding balances will accrue interest at a 5% annual rate, end quote. 
Kenzie heard about that message from a friend who had also signed up for the event. Kenzie didn't get the DM herself because she had blocked Big Money Classic. She looked into it and found when she was supposed to be paid. I'm scheduled for November. <laughs> and as far as I've heard, no one's been paid yet. So um, it was a weird thing, too, because one of the other girls I talked to, who she sold the money as well, um, she said that she was going to get hers back in July. And I know for a fact that I signed up way before she did. So I'm like, okay, if it's, if it, if you're saying that we did it, if you're paying us back in the order that we signed up, then that's like not right either. Or, you know, that's a lie too. The only way Kenzie has heard of women getting their money back is through their credit card companies. By filing a fraud charge, the credit card companies have paid them back. Kenzie tried to do the same with her bank for the Zelle transactions, but because she was the one who approved the charge, she's not eligible for a fraud claim. While some players are getting their money back via fraud claims, Joel found some of the men who'd used backers to cover their entrance fees had been paid their winnings. Yeah, that was one of the odd, one of the many odd parts of the story is there was an option for players who had their entrance fee covered by unknown backers, and they would not know who was covering their entrance fee, but there would be, you know, quote unquote, somebody out there that would cover their entrance fee with the caveat that any potential winnings they would get would be split with this anonymous investor. Now, after the fact, a lot of players we have talked to believe there were actually no investors involved. And instead, this was a way for Manning to keep whatever potential winnings there were for himself. Uh, when I asked Manning who some of these investors were, he wouldn't say. Um, it is worth noting that the people who did take this option, though, almost all of them were paid. As of March 4th, 22 men remained owed. And at the time, most of those guys were in the top 10 who were owed the, the big amounts of money. As for Kenzie, she's basically given up on Dustin ever getting her entry fee back to her. My parents talked me into doing a GoFundMe page, which I'm, I'm very glad I did because the amount of support I got was insane. Um, I didn't want to do it because I, I was honestly just embarrassed that I fell for this. And I was like, I just don't want, like, it, you know, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, it's just like, I just felt stupid. And my parents were like, no, like, you'll be shocked at the amount of people that want to help you. And it, I really was. She expected to get a couple hundred dollars, but the GoFundMe earned her more than the $3,000 she lost on the Big Money Golf Classic. Without that money, she says she wouldn't have been able to pay her dues for the Epson Tour or the Women's All Pro Tour. That was huge. And I've, now I've been able to play in tournaments and just kind of live normally to uh, keep playing. So that, yeah, that was huge. While talking to Joel about his reporting on this and doing my own reporting, something that kept bothering me was that, while yes, this story is riveting in that car crash, can't help but slow down and stare at what just happened kind of way, it's getting more attention than any other developmental tour right now. Tours that are actually paying competitors. Mark Berman started the East Coast Women's Tour in January. His daughter wanted to play professionally after college, and they soon realized the developmental tour options on the East Coast for women are incredibly limited. The East Coast Women's Tour hosts two-day events, each having a minimum of a $10,000 purse. Berman also realized the majority of his players weren't going to make it to the LPGA Tour, so he set up relationships with companies to give players exposure to career opportunities outside of playing golf. Sounds like a pretty great mini-tour, right? Players like Kenzie, who got burned by the Big Money Golf Classic, 
took a chance on this other new tour when she signed up for the East Coast Women's Tour event. I'm curious as to kind of if there had been any blowback on other developmental tours because of what Big Money Classic did. Like, did any of your players come at you like a little skeptical? Yes. Yes. Every day. You know, and we're very conscious of it. We're very conscious of of making sure they know that we're solvent, of making sure that they know that, you know, checks are going to clear, that they're going to get checks, all of those things. And and it's not a negative on, you know, whatever happened with the Big Money Classic. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But I want to make sure that our players and our investors and, you know, the people, our sponsors, the people who are involved with our tour know that it's not that, right? It's the, it's the 180 of whatever happened there, right? It is players first. Um, you know, I've said it publicly, I will, I'll take out a second mortgage before I don't pay my players. And that's, that's my priority. When it comes to Dustin Manning, the priority is less clear. What was he really trying to do? There's been kind of two, and really only two thoughts on who Dustin Manning is. Um, the first is this guy who, you know, didn't really have a clue what he was doing, who kind of got involved in something that it just it spiraled out of control and he did everything he could to try to fix it and everything he did ultimately kind of made it worse uh, and then the second was well this guy is a con artist to his credit dustin is consistent in saying that he wants to pay everyone in his messages to players he apologizes throughout our conversations and emails he kept saying i was trying to help these guys you know if anybody who knows me knows i wasn't trying to screw anybody over i was just trying to give them a lifeline that they didn't have the Big Money Golf Classic tapped into a group of people searching for a big break, hopeful for that opportunity that could take them one step closer to their dreams of playing on the LPGA or PGA tours. Did Dustin target this group of people because he knew they'd fall for it? Or did he really want to give them a great opportunity, and it all just spiraled out of his control? The truth lies with Dustin. And while I know we may never get the full truth, I'm going to keep checking my Instagram DMs. Maybe he'll tell it all to me there. Local Knowledge is produced by Greg Gottfried, with editorial guidance from Sam Weinman. Our music is Backed Vibes by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to Local Knowledge wherever you get your podcasts, and we welcome a review as well. For expert picks, betting advice, and insight into the action on the PGA Tour, please also make sure to subscribe to our Be Right podcast.